This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rude. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Welcome to... The May 19th edition of One Nation Radio. We are recording this on May 18th, but you will get it May 19th. So it is like we're doing this on a Saturday. Normally we record on Sundays. I'm your host, Rich Ladder. Of course, I'm my co-host, leg wash enthusiast, James Boyd. James, what's going on, man? Uh, Yeah, um, leg wash enthusiast. That's why I actually, yeah, I did call myself down a thing. Yeah, I also call myself a, uh, a washcloth lobbyist. Yeah, I'm very pro washing your ass. I suggest you all scrub, fuck, fuck the ground, scrub your ass. So <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm all in on that. Uh, after last weekend's just shenanigans, as far as finding out that uh, some of our brothers and sisters out here, um, and with my brothers and sisters, I don't mean brothers and sisters, but some of us, uh, let's say some of our other, uh, some of our other people that are around us in our lives and uh, and in the place that we walk are out here uh, skipping. You know, I say skipping leg day. Yeah. They, they, they ain't talking about working out. They are skipping leg day for washing their ass. <laughs> so they don't wash their ass or, uh, fully. And then apparently, like, some of them, yeah, they do wash their legs. But uh, apparently a famous uh, uh, Taylor Swift came out here and said, I wash my legs because I shave my legs every day. And the, the soap runs cream, down. It, it ju- it's just like soap, right? And then Ellen... You know, one of those noble figures in the world said, "Yeah, sure," and just walked and carried on. And I was like, "No, Ellen, no. We need, we need, we need more. We need more explanations. This. What is going on here? Why are you, why are you rich? And it's why are you stinking fucking rich? And I wash your legs, Taylor. So then, so then it turned into some other lady that uh that worked the local uh news uh spot somewhere and said that like she doesn't wash her, she washes her legs, but she doesn't wash her feet, which is like, you don't wash your feet." Yeah, you don't wash your feet. That's some new shit. I'm more. I'm. I. Wow. Flabbergasted. It's 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 an epidemic out here. Yeah, you know because we had people openly on Twitter just coming forward and admitting their uh their their washing deficiencies and everything like that. Like, um, I don't know, bro. Like, even if it were true, right? Why or were not true? Why would you even say that out loud? Like, be like, well, maybe I just learned something. Why don't I just incorporate that into what I got going on, and then uh, never mention this shit again? <laughs> it's, 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 it's people's worldview, right? So, like, 
the way that we're kind of all this like, kind of, like shocked and disgusted about it is like similar to how people, you know, like that's what they're accustomed to. They just figure everybody else skips washing their legs too. So then people are all kind of like are kind of like uh, jarred by it. They're kind of like, like, wait, that's not how. Oh, <laughs> you know, like oh, I guess I'm lacking. You know, that's kind of that thing. And yeah. then they take it as well, like that. That's their normal. So people's other other people's normal is like you know a higher bar of, of ass washery. So apparently like they think that like, I, I guess that means that like everybody else or other people are kind of like more, you know, uh, into their grooming than I am. So I don't, they take it as well. Okay. Whatever. And like then, no, nobody actually thinks that they are disgusting. You know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of how well, it goes too. But, but like, nah, y'all kind of are. <laughs> And and as the stories went on, there was another famous woman, uh, Khloe Kardashian, who says she barely finds time to shower, period, in these streets. So Okay. Did you click on the link? I didn't. Okay, I did. Okay. Lamar Odom said that because when he almost died a few years back, Uh uh, she she was at the hospital and she never left the bedside even to take a shower for a few days. For me, look. I'm not saying that's the best thing in the world, but I can forgive such a thing compared to like the the headline that was like one of those scandalous headlines. That's one of those uh, clickbait, oh, you know, type of deals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, um, the joke was hilarious. I'll, I'll always appreciate the joke, but no, nah, it's not. It's not necessarily oh, okay. And also, like, I don't. I don't really care about Khloe Kardashian <laughs> like that. But yeah, look, whatever. He, he got me. Yeah. 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 But um, um, we got a wow. lot to get to. Um, yeah. <laughs> everybody, yeah. remember, wash your ass, your legs, yes. your feet, your, yes. your everything. He- from head to toe. From so. toe to head. However you like it, just wash it. Yep. Every day. No days Every off. Every day. You know? look, with a wa- look, with something to exfoliate the dead skin off of your body. Don't just use the bar. I know some of y'all are just using the bar. <laughs> Don't just... We're look, not talking about Cesaro and Sheamus. <laughs> yes, yes. Like... Don't just use a bar. You put the bar into something that scrubs and, and lathers into it so you can help scrub your body, scrub the dead skin and dust off of your and grit and grime off your body. Okay? Oh, yeah. we, see, quality programming here at One Nation yes. Radio. Um, yes. One, that should be the new slogan. One Nation Radio, wash your ass. <laughs> had to cut that for a drop. Like, yeah, look, uh, look, we're going to continue. We're going to continue this also, right? Floss every day before you go to sleep. Wake up, brush your teeth, your tongue, your gum line underneath <laughs> your tongue, the back. Look down to down. To, look the, the, the soft palate, the top of the roof of your mouth too. Then, then use what mouthwash every day as a routine. Man, I'm gonna have to get on that because I don't be on my floss game like that. I ain't gonna front. Look, people be slacking on the flossing. I understand that. If you're on brushing your teeth, you can survive. You can get by with mouthwash mouthwash and, br- and brush your teeth but every little bit helps okay but don't come out here brushing just your damn teeth <laughs> don't come out here just brushing your damn tongue brush your gum line brush underneath your tongue brush the roof oh my god not roof rough the roof exactly yeah. um yeah man we got a lot to get to last week we didn't have a show it was mother's day and hey hold, real quick how long did we just go to one we were about almost like seven and a half minutes yes we just yelling at people that, 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 that i don't know if they actually washing their ass or not but i'm yelling at them selling they need to <laughs> this is ridiculous. if you have not this is... heard this thing just, just type it in your googles and yes. you'll see everything we're talking about so you type in taylor swift feet you can type or Taylor Swift legs. You can type it. <laughs> Go ahead. 
No, if you type, no, I'm dead serious. I'm not. I don't mean like you type in like like you like you don't like you out here on a fetish. But literally, <laughs> there was a point on Tuesday or it was a Tuesday or Wednesday where if you typed in Taylor, all of a sudden the rest of it popped up. Swift legs, and then that was the exact quote about her on Ellen talking about how she don't wash her legs. Look, you type in hygiene right now. You type in washcloth. You, <laughs> there's a bunch of stuff you can type in. It's 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 ridiculous. I'm tired of seeing this on my timeline. Y'all wash y'all asses again so I can move <laughs> on my life. It's ridiculous. No, we need that was a, we need to feel stardom, comfortable. There was a stardom show um on I believe it was Thursday. It, they would it was a Kirk and Hall show, right? Cork and Hall show. I had to block like 30 things so to make sure I didn't get spoiled on any of the stuff, right? I wish I had typed in hygiene, Taylor Swift, Khloe Kardashian, feet, legs, all that stuff. Because on my timeline, I saw some some stuff that I just like, I can't believe this is happening. What am I seeing here? New shit. You know, apparently old shit, apparently. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, people been yeah. doing this for years. Yes. Yes. And oh, also, after you wash, don't worry about you feeling your legs your legs and your skin feeling dry because this is the stuff called lotion you put it on your skin after you get out the shower okay oh my gosh so uh the 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 hygienal portion of the show is now complete uh as we mentioned we didn't do a show last week but we i feel like we've more than made up for it already um <laughs> it was mother's day i hope everybody um that has mothers in their lives got to enjoy their time uh with them but we got lots to get to. It was a big week in wrestling. I hope I hope y'all moms out there was washing their asses too. Okay, we can move on. <laughs> we can move on. So the dad said we gotta tell moms to wash their ass because normally moms is the ones to tell people to wash their ass. But some of y'all ain't doing it right either. Some of the moms out here, not, never mind. We go. Let's move on. Let's move on. <clears throat> That's Mother's Day. Move on. So there, we've got a format sheet pretty much written down here, and but we just had some breaking news happen like minutes before we went, um, you know, to record here, and I am about to snap. So let's just jump right in. Double or nothing, May twenty fifth. We do have a double or nothing preview at the end of this show, but there will not be one match. There will be one match we will not be talking about because apparently it is not happening. Hawk was supposed to face Hangman Page, and it is not happening due to creative differences, as reported by Dave Meltzer. And the the key to the story seems to be <clears throat> that as long as Neville, he's made this commitment to be a real-world champion to Dragon Gate, he's not doing any jobs. And the match has been canceled today, meaning Saturday. Page flew over to England, and Pac and Page did a match that they are releasing for free um, for everyone that's like kind of paid. But there is, you know, a schmoz finish. I won't, you know, go too much further into it than that. But I think, um, oh yeah, they he took they took him over to England and all that, and we don't know what Pac's status is going forward. <clears throat> if he shows back up, I'm sure they'll run this match again i'm sure it'll use this as part of whatever but this is a colossal failure on every level for AEW. this brings up concerns of the booking this brings up talent relations issues this brings up planning issues and 
you know, I think people got on all lead trying to make shit up out of thin air, right? Like, people have just, like, bent over backwards the wrong way to try to, you know, to bang on these dudes. But this, this is legit right here. One, Pac shouldn't be doing a job anyway for Hangman Page. At all. Whether he's wearing a Dragon Gate belt, whether he's wearing no belt. Whether he washed his ass or not. <laughs> oh my god. I don't care what day of the week it is. Hangman Page, I get it. He's a part of the elite. They like him. They <clears throat> He has fans. He's a guy they believe in. That he's the future, right? But the future is not the present. And the Hangman thing, that's like a thing you do three years from now. And you, you start it now. And... You show him going through and progressing and eventually becoming, you know, whenever Omega takes a step back, whenever, you know, anything, you know, happens, you have him built for down the road. You know, I think he's only 27 years old, if I'm not mistaken. It's blatantly clear by the story that Pac was like, hold on, I'm losing? What? I'm not doing this. And if you knew that... He's been doing draws all around the world with Will Ospreay, like 30 minutes. Uh, I think he did it with a couple of other guys, if I'm not mistaken, Zack Sabre Jr. And it, it also says for AEW, like, it does say that they care about wins and losses. But it doesn't, I, I don't like the precedent that they could be sent, setting here. James? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I... Okay, so right now, um, Neville's a bigger name worldwide. Neville's the better wrestler right now world, uh, around the world, uh, more more respected. And he's also a bigger name and more, and also for your own fan base, as far as quote-unquote dream matches of the, of, of the like, right, with Jericho or Cody or uh, Omega out there, people would pay around the world more likely to go see Neville um, eventually uh, wrestle um, any of those guys, any of the other heavy hitters on your um, that you have at your uh, to your at your disposal. So, him losing to Adam Cole is ridiculous, and Page. it is and it is in line with a lot of the stuff that we would be saying um, that we'd be saying about WWE about beating people um, that are outsiders or quote unquote uh, people that aren't in the you know aren't the protected ones or whatever you want to call them. And we always get on them for it. And this is the case of them doing the exact same thing. And it's short-sighted. It makes no sense because, just like you said, the play for um, or Adam Page is the long play. He's the the quote-unquote end game um, as far as, like, that's the the plan, you know, two, two to two and a half years from now to get to to get to get him as far as, like, uh, a guy. Like, he's somebody that should be your mid-card champion. He's not somebody that... Um, should be headlining shows and Neville, somebody you can headline a show with. They're, they're, um, they already are either. headlining a show with him. Like he's the feature attraction of the uh, Fighter Fest with against Omega and the Bucks, and then Pac and the Lucha Bros. No word yeah. on if that is still going on. I hope so because I did get tickets today. But oh yeah, you they did. um yeah this is this is not a good thing, and I think people should really get on AEW for this. Like. FDS, go get them. Like, like have 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 a, have a ball because I'll be right there with you because this is like, this is not the spirit of the promotion that that we were essentially sold and believed nope, that that these guys were capable of doing. Now, on all end, did any of these guys lose? No, but that was like a one off thing. 
This is seriously concerning and potentially damages their long-term relationship with Pac. Hopefully they can they can come to some type of an agreement and whenever he loses the Dragon Gate belt or anything like that, Dragon Gate will fuck around and keep it on for a year or whatever. Yeah. And also, you you said that, that, that none of the elite guys lost last year, but they did. Like, uh, Marty took took that L to Okada. Oh, okay, so, yeah, my fault. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying necessarily that uh, that Pac is freaking Okada, but he's one of the best, most respected uh, names in pro wrestling. Um, so, yeah, he's on a higher plane than Adam Page. Like, we were just talking about this last, just uh, just before uh, we started, um, before we went, I went on that rant about people washing their ass. I asked you how many points did uh, Adam Page win in the G1, and you told me he finished tied for sixth in his block. He won six points in mm-hmm. a G1 block. Like, nah, man, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and it stinks because a lot of people were looking forward to that match. That would have been a great addition to the card as far as, like, you know, Cody and Dustin, that's going to be a whole we'll, – we'll get to it. but We'll see what that's going to be. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but it, it wasn't going to be this. So <laughs> it, it wasn't no Neville in the ring in, in that match. So, um, but on a, on the brighter side for AEW, they did announce their television deal this week. So it is, uh, official AEW and Warner media will be partners and there will be weekly primetime wrestling on TNT. Like the good old days, James. Oh my God. The good old days. I mean, you mean like the first hour? <laughs> for an hour and a half, first, you know. You mean the you mean the first hour before like the dudes that before like the old guys came around? That's what you mean? Yeah, you know. So TNT uh, has picked up uh, AEW. They've um, basically I'm I'm just gonna read it here so I don't miss uh, anything. Like they um like AEW and Warner officially announced uh, the la- at the ladders upfronts at the Hulu Theater for a deal for weekly primetime wrestling. This will be the most significant breakthrough for pro wrestling in the U.S. since Turner Broadcasting canceled wrestling on TNT and TBS in early 01. The deal, which was expected, uh, came without much in the ways of answers to a lot of questions, largely because those questions haven't been answered. Um, nothing's concrete past the two-hour show. Day of the week's not official, uh, but it's likely Tuesday or Wednesday. Think Wednesday, everybody. Um, it's that Warner's going to make the call based on market research bullshit they're gonna be <laughs> be subservient to the nba and they should be and you know the the whole deal of it on there are there are no rights fees no direct rights fees uh coming into AEW. however this is said to be the most lucrative uh non-wwe uh tv deal ever because they're getting an ad split as well as um what else were they? Uh, they're getting their production paid for by TNT. Who knows how much that's going to cost? So they can make that shit look real expensive. And um, it's going to be, and they also have a downside guarantee. So they're going to be basically doing a show to draw ratings to sell pay per views. It's almost like it's a traditional pro wrestling uh, business, James. Yeah, almost. Uh, I mean,. Yeah, you're right about the Wednesday thing because it's like the, the NBA's not moving because the NBA schedule set in place. I mean, anybody, I mean, obviously, you know, this is a uh, somebody like me or you that like follows the NBA almost to the same point as um, as wrestling. Like, 
the NBA's TV deals are set up to where Wednesday, the their Wednesday show is on ESPN, um, their national live show, and then ESPN also has a Friday show. Uh, Tuesdays is split between NBA TV and TNT from time to time, especially like a recent years since the new money came in about three years ago or whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah, like they're not going to be getting Tuesday. I mean, they could get Tuesdays, but be preempted all the goddamn time. Yeah, I wouldn't even bother. <clears throat> yeah, so just Tuesday. move your ass on Wednesdays and, you know, do your show. Um, now, the whole thing is, well, you know, there are going to be two, you know, well, really at this point, 1.8 million viewers that don't watch wrestling anymore um, on Tuesdays. Like, that's the thought process. Cool, but um, just because they ain't going to be watching uh, WWE does not mean they're going to be watching AEW. Yeah, and... I've heard people float the idea that being preempted or being like a one-hour lead-in wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to uh, like a big NBA game. And you could do like, you know, essentially like you can do two big matches that you've built to over. It'd be like, yeah, it's a special one-hour special. This is going to be the AEW championship match and the tag title match. Uh, And then you get to see, you know, Lakers, whoever, uh, after that. So you get to see Lakers Warriors after. But they – um. This is not the XFL deal, despite what um, people on the internet with with uh, basically small brains have have tried to pass off as uh, you know similar. It is similar in the fact that their production is paid for. The uh, XFL will be surviving off of ticket sales and and jersey sales. Have you seen an XFL jersey yet, James? Uh, no, I have not. <laughs> so, um. They, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I like the move for, for Turner. They're going to be streaming their pay-per-views on BR Live. That brings us to our next topic, the AEW pay-per-view price. Now, I have not talked to James about this, so I don't know where he stands on this, but um, they are charging $50 for the pay-per-views. Seems like the word is that cable companies have gotten a lot more strict to people undercutting them on streaming services and contracts cannot be signed or the contracts are being signed in in a way where it's like, Hey, you cannot lower it. Um, like you can't fuck us essentially. So that turns out to be the deal for the $50 show. James, have have you, what do you think about this $50 price tag? Sounds, I mean, it sounds like about an appropriate amount for pay-per-view in 2019 for, a secondary wrestling company or a major second wrestling company in America. Like um, I've, I've heard, you know, um, you know, obviously people like Caleb, who is an impact shield and still thinks impact has a shot um, <laughs> that, yeah, that is ridiculous. That is an astronomical pr- or that price is way too steep. Um, I would respond to him that uh, they could raise their, they could raise their prices. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If, like it all depends on if it works or not, right? So um, we'll see. Like I'm sure that if it bombs or whatever else, I'm sure the price may be lower in future times, or they will just be screwed on pay per view, and that'll be the end of them. So it is what it is. Uh, I, I think I think that they'll people will spend the fifty bucks, considering that they sold out their show really damn quick, which means people want to see the show. Um, that's that's kind of where I'm on. That's where I kind of where I am on that. And if they were going to you know buy those tickets, people would have flown in. It's spending a lot more money than fifty fucking bucks to watch pay per view right. or, or to attend that pay per view. So for me, it's like I kind of see the price point being fifty. And 
trying to think. People that still buy the pay per views for WWE now, are, what are they paying? Are they paying sixty? I'm, for I'm sure they're paying sixty. I think they're paying sixty. I'm and like, I, you know, if I'm not saying that they're WWE, I'm not saying that. Relax, whoever is freaking out listening to this. I don't honestly, if you're freaking out today, I don't know how you listen to the show, but. Um, or you listen to hate and listen to us. That's fine. I don't care. But um, <laughs> we got your download, kid. <laughs> yeah. So uh, from that perspective, I I I never really saw an issue with the price, and also knowing the history of how WWE rebounded uh, because of their pay per view, uh, them deciding to raise their pay per view prices. I kind of like thought that people knew that story as well, but apparently not. So pretty much like, and we've seen we've got examples in boxing and UFC. When I remember when the Floyd Mayweather uh, price tag came out, I was like hundred dollars. No one's gonna pay for that. Everyone paid. For Everyone that. paid for that. Like someone contributed to that that you know. And the thing about it is, when you put these prices out at premium prices, it feels important, and it's not a thing where you can just get in on the ground floor. And there's gonna be pirates in everything. Like it doesn't matter. But like. AEW, they're like, all right, we'll take the money be- <laughs> now. <laughs> like, fine. Um, and I don't, I don't have an issue with it because, like, we don't know if they're running annual pay or excuse me, um, monthly pay per views yet. We don't know exactly where they're getting the rest of their money from right now. And f- for me, it's like, I mean, fifty dollars for a wrestling show, like, that's not like some steep, steep thing for me, like. Especially like the 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 actual fans of AEW and like people that that are already in on this shit. Do you think fifty dollars is gonna stop them? So if you are like complaining about this, chances are you weren't gonna you weren't gonna order for forty. You weren't gonna order for forty five, thirty five, twenty five, anything over nine ninety nine. Even if that. So yeah, and and one thing for me is if you're somebody that watched all in. Or somebody that um, watches like takeovers or whatever else. All the, I mean, let's say you're hesitant on the price or whatever else, but um, all it really takes is them to have like one show um, that has you know buzz word of mouth. Or even you know, if you're a person that like likes these guys, you're going to put that money in. I mean, and if you know, and if not, then like word of mouth will probably eventually get you if. These shows are going to live up to what we kind of think they're going to live up to. Now, I'm not saying they're going to come out here and put out a fucking Dominion in 2018. That's ridiculous. But, uh, like, I could see them putting out, like, you know, something along the lines of a uh, the quality of all in minus the penis druids. <laughs> and, if they, and if they do that, you know, hardcore wrestling fans will will shill it, will shill out that money, and they'll be able to, you know, do whatever need whatever they need to do as far as like that's the reason why they said it at that price. Uh, so I'm not really concerned. Um, now, my whole thing is like, look, I, I I follow you know like decisions made as far as um for making money for the for the show or for uh, these you know these companies wrestling companies, but ultimately, I'm here to watch the product. So like, I do you if you ask me, I think it's gonna be a kick ass show. I probably think it's gonna be a kick ass show. So like, I'm not really tripping off paying fifty bucks on a kick ass show. Like, yeah, we've we've like, all done like, that. Like, don't don't come out here and charge 50, 50 bucks, and the show suck. Like, don't do that. Yeah, and, and I have. Yeah, like, don't come out here. Don't come out here charging us fifty bucks or even nine ninety nine for fucking Battleground two thousand seventeen. Don't do right, that. Right, right. And like, I don't care what what I paid for um, Battleground two thousand nineteen or um, Backlash two thousand eighteen. It wasn't low enough. Like, 
<laughs> like like one dollar would have been too much for that show. But yeah, I, I and I think what AEW is like, doing here is they're zagging when everyone else in wrestling is zigging right now with these streaming services, and they're trying to see what works for them. So I I support it. I I think it's a it's a good idea, and um, you know. Get your money yeah. up. It, like, <laughs> like, my, like my thing is, I it would be one thing if it was like a hundred bucks, maybe, right? Right. But it's not that price, and then two, uh, like, I mean, what what would you spend on a take? What would you spend to see a takeover? Like one of the quality levels of takeovers you've seen over the last like uh, three years. Fifty or sixty, probably fifty. Yeah, so I'm not like, you know, like that's why I'm not really tripping off it. Like, you know, Brooklyn Four, I'd have spent a hundred dollars seats for Brooklyn Four. I absolutely would have out of my pocket. Like Johnny Gargano at Brooklyn Four has a chance to win the title. I would have spent a hundred bucks. I would have been furious after that finish, but I would have spent it. I would have, I would absolutely spent a hundred bucks to go see uh, Johnny uh, Johnny fight for the title against against this, this, that piece of shit. Absolutely would have. Yeah, man, and um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it on the um, <laughs> you know, the TV uh, you know, like congrats to AEW for landing that another L for the FDS. Um, <laughs> but see, my thing is I, the thing that I don't get is like everybody has their everybody has their preferences and biases for certain wrestlers or not, right? And regardless of whether or not they succeed in WWE or wherever else, like. I wouldn't want to be a situation where, like, this person, like, let's say you're Dean Ambrose fan, you're a big Dean Ambrose fan. Dean Ambrose left. Like, don't you want to see him wrestle somewhere else again, or, or is he just dead to you because he decided to turn his back on the Empire? It's like, crazy for some of these folks. Like, I, I, like my thing is like, I am a pro wrestling fan, and uh, maybe it's also thing because like a lot, of, maybe it's an age thing because like I grew up like there was WCW, and there was w, right, and there was WWF, and there was also like this ECW stuff. Uh, uh, when I was in elementary school, so I like I watched as much of that stuff as I could. So like, I was into just wrestling. It wasn't the fact that it was I, like I wasn't into like the brand anything. loyalty or whatever you call it, right? Like, so when I watch NXT or I watch uh, NXT UK occasionally or Two or Five Live every blue every uh, suddenly, or I watch Slammiversary last year, or I watch um Nice of the Nice of the Best Super Juniors or whatever else. Like, I'm just here to watch or I watch Stardom, right? I'm just here to watch good wrestling and good storylines and things that that things that like reward me for paying attention and watching watching it. That's all I care about. All the other stuff, like I don't care what brand it's actually on. Like everybody has their different styles for how people wrestle in the, within the, all these different companies. But and that, and that's kind of cool because all these things are just all the same except for kind of like uh, the main roster WWE for the most part. Uh, but like. I'm into just watching good wrestling and good storytelling. Like the other stuff, like I don't really get hung up on that. You know, I, I just find that weird. Uh, but whatever. I mean, like you know, it's kind of like when people talk about cell phones. We used always talk about this. Like, do you want window cleaner or do you want Windex? Do you want uh, do you want coffee or do you want Starbucks? Do you want a cell phone or do you want an i or do you want an iPhone or do you want a you know a tablet or do you want an iPad? Mm-hmm. Like. A lot of people like are really in or are really stuck in loyalty to these brands, even though like these brands and um and whatever don't give a flying fuck about you. So it's it, so it's just it's really weird, you yeah. know. I just find it really weird. And it's like, look, if your thing is you don't know where to search or there's or or whatever else, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. But like 
AEW success ain't gonna affect WWE because WWE is gonna make a gonna make boatloads of money in spite of itself uh, over the next five years, and then it'll probably make boatloads of money in spite of itself five years after after that contract ends any damn way. AEW ain't gonna kill uh, uh, um, WWE in your lifetime, so chill out, relax. You know what take it is? Take it easy. You're on Fourth Street. Y- yeah, yeah. You know what it is? Like it's it's AEW's moment. Like as far as like they're like they have the juice right now, and they're and they're making people feel good, like in large. And I I think people are you know <laughs> the hardcore WWE fans are very defensive of the fact that WWE doesn't <laughs> and. This should be the time for for people to feel good about AW. Like they're about to do their first show. They just announced their TV deal. This is this is their time. Like right now. You know what? It's almost kind of like. And, I mean, and, and, it, it, and when SmackDown launches on Fox, it will be WWE's time. It will be like that time for that to dominate the news cycle and, yeah. and the excitement and everything like that. Right. Like WWE. I mean, not, let's not WWE. Let's do this. Domestic professional wrestling has a chance to have a boom period this year. It absolutely does. With AEW launching in the fall and WWE moving SmackDown to Fox in the fall, and it's two hours, and it can't get out of that unless they want to have a third hour on FS1 that people will not go over to watch. They will be done, right? And WWE will also know that people aren't coming to watch that third hour, so they will make it treated like it's a real two-hour show. Like, with with those two things in place, we are in potential for wrestling to be back in and something something resembling a boom period uh, for this era. I I don't why people need to you know be worried about more or less Alabama football being concerned with uh, with like uh, UAB Alabama Birmingham's like football like them them stealing a couple recruits like I don't I don't uh, away from away from the uh the fo- the factory I don't really know I don't is, really, is get this it. I don't US, really care is this but UAB whatever. or is this Clemson or is this like <laughs> um I, I you have a point you have a point but I mean if it does become Clemson then good if it does become Clemson like it's going to take years for it to become that years and by that point in time like Vince may not be around WWE's a, WWE as a uh, storytelling um, producer, maybe or a content producer, maybe telling a lot better, more concise, more coherent stories that that uh, that they like you know are tied to each other from week to week or from month to month or whatever else. So like, if you ask me, it's funny because we were talking about this on the uh, LOP seven hundred or seven million subscriber thing. If you were looking for if you were looking for optimism. The optimism is the fact that like Vince is seventy three years old. He won't be doing this forever, and we have somebody that has shown that has a track record of being competent as far as trying to tell stories. Now, is that for, is that because it's a tape show, or is that because of whatever? Um, and that and that insulates them from injuries. There, there is something to be said about that. But we have a track record established as opposed to who knows whoever else could have took over, right? So, yeah. like I would, I would, you know, I would have more reason to be optimistic about WWE's outlook long term than than what they're doing right now but I guess people can't see that I mean it's I guess, I guess it's like we talk about this all the time about um you know like you know people ain't getting it they're not getting the uh they don't have the juice or, or they're getting the shine that they like that they would like to have being number one and people tie that to tie a fucking comp- a, a multi-billion dollar corporation to that like cuts their them no ego. check yeah, it's yeah. So I, I think that I think that's part of it. But like, it's just, look, man. If you just, it, I would suggest to you that if you like what WWE does, don't let this other shit bother you. Yeah, 
Y'all on top, right? Who gives a shit? Act like it. Yeah. <laughs> so AEW is going to be presenting like they they made a uh, big deal in the press release about um, you know how they're going to use their storylines and, and stats and analytics and I'm really interested to see how they do that. Uh, there's going to be similarities to like UFC and meets Mid South Wrestling, which is like very intriguing for me. Uh, okay, so for you, what do you imagine? What okay? So when you read some of the stuff about them, amazing being says, what what in your mind? Are you what what did that what came to your mind? I guess like finish percentage stuff like that. Like all right, how many x amount of times? Uh, like like when Jericho like when it, Jericho does like the code breaker, how many times does it directly lead to a win? Um, I heard some people clowning like they can't wait for AEW to come out with the Vorp. It's like wrestler above repra- replacement level, like for. <laughs> anybody but i don't see anybody on the roster that's just straight sorry like that so um i i I thought there's there's a lot of creative ways that statistics can be used and then what what they can do is basically take advantage of the fact that it's actually fake like and if they keep someone that actually meticulously updates this stuff they can dump it on its head at any time and then make it a better story like oh someone defied like you know, their history of whatever, if you build it up the right way. Those are the things that I kind of thought would happen. Okay, so my thought was, and obviously we don't know, we'll see, but my thought was when they said they're going to use statistics, I thought along the lines of, this person, whenever put in this type of position, is able to work out of it or whatever, that sort of thing. Like I thought of it more or less like I was watching, um, it was Tyron Woodley versus uh, Usman. Um, from maybe like two, three months ago. And Woodley had like the greatest like takedown percentage um, um, or defense uh, percentage in like UFC history for a number of matches or whatever else, or fights, sorry. So like this is, so Usman goes in there and all he does is just put, uh, put Woodley on his back and just beats on him from, from the top. Right. Uh-huh. So like, that was an interesting story. The fact that like this dude that was the greatest UFC fighter as far as defending uh, against uh, takedowns was literally dominated for five whole or for, for five whole championship rounds. Like so, it was like all right, Kobe Covington, Covington, when you go out here, you wrestle uh, or you go out here and try to tussle with Usman. Usman's going to beat the brakes off of you. Like that's how I saw it. Like okay, like they're going to tell those kinds of stories, like something simple. Now, I don't think they're going to come out here and say like. Yeah, or, or be like uh, like Konami from from Starter and say that my my triangle answer win percentage is one hundred. I don't think she's. I don't think he's gonna come out here and do none of that kind of stuff. I would but, l- I would like to see gag ones though, like pop up like during the match. They'd be like Kenny Omega seven hundred sixty six V triggers the last twelve months. <laughs> like, like like I'd like to see like little gag ones thrown in like amongst oh the serious God. numbers or whatever. I mean, we'll see. I don't, but my thing is, I don't think they're going to like over rely and, and turn it into freaking baseball. I yeah, don't think they're going to do that. It's not going to be Daryl Morey's pro wrestling. Um, oh, well, off screen, it'll probably be Daryl Morey's, Daryl Morey's pro wrestling. <laughs> so, another big thing that happened in the world of wrestling this week was Bret Hart versus Tom McGee was finally uncovered. James, did you check this documentary out? No, and I. No, but go ahead. You, you you have your time. Go ahead, sir. Yes. I'm look, I'm I'm, I'm here I'm here to support. So Bret Hart versus Tom McGee, I did a Patreon exclusive uh on it. And I'll let you guys like in on a little bit here. X Pac had a great line. He was in the documentary of it. He said, Bret Hart is as good as he said he was. 
And he was motherfucking right. We waited 33 years to see this match, James. Uh, I first found out about the match in Bret Hart's autobiography about six or seven years ago. And wondered, hmm, that, that sounds interesting. This dude, Tom McGee, when I tell you, it's 1986. He's big. He's blonde. He's athletic. Like no one in the sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, keep in mind, I do know what Tom McGee looked like back then. Yes. And he he did a couple things. And then Bret Hart and him tore the house down in a nice little five-minute match that people were going crazy for in the um in the crowd. And it's a very simple match. It's like Tom McGee shining at the very beginning, Bret Hart cutting him off, literally hitting all his Bret Hart moves, and then Tom McGee at the at the end doing like a backflip over the top rope, like the Daniel Bryan spot, uh, the Shawn Michaels spot, moonsault over the top rope, and then he ends up uh, rolling Bret up at one point. And it's just such a feel-good thing that, like, as far as like, oh my God, this man, Bret Hart, everything he fucking ever says is true. <laughs> ever. And it's just one more point in the argument for Bret Hart and Bret Hart's pro wrestling. And the idea oh. of it. It did a yeah, wonderful like- documentary to lead into it. It was about 15 minutes, and then the match was about five minutes. They had Cassius Ono in there. They had uh, Tyson Kidd. They had Dave- David Hart or David Boy Smith Jr., and he did an incredible Bret Hart uh, impersonation, which is like, you oh, know God. how you know how people would, would imitate Stu. Bret is like, this is people are gonna have to start practicing them the Bret Hart imitations. I I don't even know what that would even sound like. I have to. You have to see it. <laughs> I I guess I'll have to go check it out. But but you did enjoy the you did enjoy the five minute eighty eighties match, huh? I did, I did. Okay, cool. Like my whole thing was like, I always heard the I heard the Tom McGee story for years or whatever else. Um, then like, I had heard that like, you know, that's the only match he was good in, but he was in there with Brett and it's like, well, I mean, Brett was one of the best wrestlers of all time. So like, I can imagine that it was a carry job. And then by all accounts, it was abs- that's exactly what it was. So it was like, you know, house show in the eighties, Bret Hart's a, a tag team guy. So like, I imagine it like, you know, the, the expe- expectations were really low. And then they come out there and you got this gigantic dude out here with a great physique and, and the hair doing backflips. Like, I imagine it, like, people, you know, especially back then in the 80s for, for WWE, <clears throat> WWF, like, a dude that size doing a backflip is probably the first time someone ever did that in Vince's ring. <laughs> you know? So, um, at that size, so, yeah, like, I imagine, like, it, it was a it was a barn burner for, for people, and I understand why, like, the you know, the legend took off and why Vince thought that, like, he found a diamond in the rough, and then he saw him wrestle again, and then again, and again, he was like, well, this diamond looks real rough. So, <laughs> so then it just never worked out for him after that. So yeah. I, so I get it. I get why like that was like a moment in time and why like the comp- back then, um, the way Vince was already in a bubble back then. Like he was, he, he didn't see no shit like that anywhere else. Even though like he probably could have, you know, turned on a fucking tiger mask match, but whatever. <laughs> he, um, it, it, like one thing it told me was Vince has been trying to pick the wrong dudes forever. Um, and, they got to remember, you always got to remember. First and foremost, Vincent Man is a bodybuilder, right? And never forget that. When anyone, when any, when when I when I get frustrated, 
um, when I get frustrated and, and think like, how can you not see this shit that's right before you, Vince? You, you fucking moron. And what then, the like, fuck are Baron you know, Corbin's muscles then? <laughs> well, he's tall. Oh, gotcha. He's tall. Gotcha. You know, like all he, all he, you know, like you know, they always talk about the the um with him when it comes to the Mister Man presence. Like he's in that box, and that box is always muscles and height. It's always you know. So that's that's what it comes down to. And then like in after the steroid era, um, in WWE, like it turned into what? Like there wasn't the muscle. So what we do? Like we we. Or when it came down to it, at times when they couldn't find muscle, they found other stuff support like blubber. When they had the fucking natural disa- uh, natural yeah. disasters, I were fighting Hogan and shit. Like it was always about size in, the, in WWE and and the spectacle and all the other stuff and all the stuff that besides like you know the actual wrestling when it came to the wrestling in WWE. So it's like that's what it is with them and like there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. Like you know. My whole thing is if that's if that's how you feel that's your philosophy on wrestling, Vince, then I need you to like explain to me why you have these fucking duds for personalities that, that are at the top of the company like doing these timid promos. Like if, if that's the case, like Samoa Joe should be the fucking top guy in the company. He's the best promo in the company, uh bar for bar. Correct? But no, because he's old and he gets hurt in whatever excuse you want to come up with regardless of the fact that like all these other guys, everybody gets hurt. It just they have confirmation bias. So when somebody else gets hurt and it's someone they like, they excuse it. When someone does get hurt that they're iffy on or they get one push to even in spite, you know, and hope that, you know, and against their better judgment, quote unquote, they hold that gets for the rest of your life. And then you're Finn Bauer after, after they give you that one <laughs> shot. And then you, and then you're one of your golden boys. There's a uh, separating the shoulder. Yeah. Um, with the Bret Hart and Tom McGee stuff, what I can say about Tom McGee is if Tom McGee comes along in 2019, someone figures it out with him. There are you think too, so? Yes. There are too many good wrestlers now. There are too many ways that he could get better than, you know, doing dark house show ma- matches that are five minutes long. Someone would have found him and, and, I mean, and got him in the right it- place. Depends on if it depends on if the people that found him are the right people to find him and help develop him. Like if you go to if you end up being one of those performance center guys, True. Tom McGee was gonna be Tom McGee for the next five years and nothing was gonna change. <laughs> like if he took his ass to uh if he took his ass to what's it called? To Lance, Lance Storm or to uh That man go uh, cut his hair off and, and, and wear the black tights. Yeah, or he goes to a to- or he goes to a New Japan dojo, or I mean, hell, if you know, if we find some, like, hell, like if we get Fuka to come out here and start teaching some of these uh, dudes how to work, then then, then there really be something. <laughs> because if, if she if she can whip up all these damn teenagers into into top wrestlers around the world, uh, then I think she can turn she can work with better athletes to turn them into something too. Yeah. Um, like Fuka needs to be look. Fuka needs to be taken from stardom and moved right. Look, needs look. Sorry, Sarah Doray. Sorry, Matt Bloom. Uh, Tensai, Albert, whatever else. Yep. Look, all we need, we need Fuka. We need one ring. <laughs> we need one ring. If we need a translator, everything else you can get the fuck on. <laughs> Shawn Michaels, go to hell. Like, <laughs> we need to, no. We you know we'll keep Shawn. My point was like, look, if, if how about this? We get one. We get one wrestling teacher, trainer, whatever you want to call them, per ring. So there's seven rings, right, in, in the performance center last I checked. Fuka needs to have one of the rings to herself. <laughs> this is Fuka's ring. So, um, 
we we could have sent Alexa Bliss to that ring, but um, I would have been oh, afraid God. for her. What a um, transition! <laughs> yeah. So okay, Ale- go ahead. Alexa Bliss, uh, another injury that is mysterious. They've been doing all these angles to keep her out of the ring for months. This time's adding so, up. Okay, so since since uh, right before Evolution, right? The two matches I remember being in was the Royal Rumble, where she got thrown out with no storyline, and then the match against uh, a few weeks ago against Naomi, where she she had converses that she couldn't never tie the shoes, and that was the gag. And Bailey, the night after WrestleMania. Oh yeah, the Bailey match. Are those the only three matches she's had since since October? Yes. On TV. Yes. Wow. So, of course, she's online owning the dirt sheets or whatever because people are like concerned for her career right now. And mm-hmm. she's had concussions. She's denied concussions. Um, I don't know what this one is. I don't, you know, I'm not a, I don't have her stuff. That'd be a HIPAA violation if I did. But, yeah. um, well, I mean, that don't really stop. Don't Amos still work there? <laughs> he does. Or Amon still work there? Like, like I, I, I thought that, you know, after the CM Punk stuff, when it came out that he's violated HIPAA a few times, that, like, that really don't matter that much anymore, I thought. Or no. Yeah, you know. Like, apparently in WWE, you can have a head trainer that violates HIPAA and you still keep him on the payroll. It's almost as if, like, if they fired him, then Amy would be able to, never mind. Yeah, yeah. It, there's already, like, he's already in too deep. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, this, this Alexa thing is, I just wanted to talk about it real quick. Like, she's always hurt and the time's adding up. And there's all there is always sh- shrouded in mystery. They're always running these angles to keep her out of the ring. Why won't they just like come to a decision and be transparent with it? Well, they like her, and um, that, that's really what it comes down to. They really like her, so they're not going to make any changes yet. And I, you know. We don't know what her injuries are, you know, maybe they are, is that what we think they are? Maybe they aren't. And, you know, I think that's what it comes down to. And I'm not really ready to uh, say that I'm for sure no one or feel one way or the other about um, if we really do think all these things have been concussions. But, um, like, she has been, she's been away for a long time and... I hope they figure out something for her for her well being. Like if she want if she could if she could still wrestle and she wants to still wrestle, she can go out in there and do all the wrestling she wants to. I don't care. Um good for her. Like she that's what she wants to do. Look, I'm not I we can have plenty of conversations about how good she is or is not. But one thing I will not say is that I think that she is somebody that I will never say that I think she's somebody that's a loafer or lazy or or whatever else. I am pretty sure she tries hard just like everybody else out here trying hard. So you know, so if somebody that busts their ass uh, and it keeps and this keeps happening to them, keeps getting these bad breaks, that does suck. But um, you know, hopefully, if she still if this something, you know, this something that she still wants to do or whatever else. Hopefully, like she's able to still do it, and that's kind of where I am on it. Now, as far as like the aftermath with the Nikki with the uh, Nikki Crossing, what do you think about that? Um. I think the angle was set in motion the whole time. That's why they gave her the win. That's why they um, had the interaction to kind of just give like a clean kind of pass of Alexa's spot to Nikki, align them, 
maybe even Alexa becomes like her manager for the time being or something like that because they probably don't trust her because she has an accent. Oh, you know they don't trust her she has an accent. You know that. Yeah, moving on. Um, hope Alexa Bliss is okay. Uh, so... Lars Sullivan was fined, so we we haven't really touched. I mean, we talked about a Lars stuff uh, when it first happened, I believe, on the show, and you already know where we at with it. Like, you know, <laughs> one thing that is funny, and shouts out to um, at the Witch Militia, uh, one of the hosts on Two Places Shea Butter, she had floated the theory before Meltzer <laughs> had uh, wrote it in the Observer this week, probably like a couple days before it. She was like, "What if?" When he went away with these mental health issues, Simpy. Yes, it was it was him, like going away because he knew this shit was gonna come out. The block was too hot, or it was a cover, something to mm-hmm. that extent. And I was like, now that you mention it, that is interesting. And it turned out to be the case. These fuckers are trying to run from it. Uh, and who and him? He you know he knew it was coming. Whatever happened um now they did find the dude apparently they have it in the contracts to where there is language that shows that they can find you for something you did before you work for wwe the latest of these incidents was happening in 2013 that would have made lars around 25 years old so i don't want to hear this it's a he's a kid shit and He's another one, as you mentioned, they like him. And they, they this was purely sponsor pressure from uh, at least one sponsor to do something about it. And they had to look good in public and doing a $100,000 fine to a dude that really ain't got no money like that. That seems like... <laughs> I didn't believe it at first. I thought it was work. I was like, yeah, all right. Oh, yeah. I was like, sure. <laughs> sure, a hundred thousand dollars in sensitivity training. Sure, um, but I heard it was legit, so I don't know how. I, they're... I, I always thought it was legitimate. I just thought that, like, for me, um, well, I'm sorry. Go finish your point. Sorry. Like, I thought it was a work, but the this is like a bad precedent and a really uh you know regardless of what i think about a man said i thought he was an independent contractor <laughs> yeah so for me uh when i heard about the situation where it was you know he's getting five hundred thousand dollars for something to happen when he wasn't with the company like my mini thought was like wow like this is like in a way, this is almost like Donald Sterling losing the Clippers, where it's like he was recorded against his against his knowledge, and a video came out, and he said, uh, and he said that uh, black people and white people should be, uh, or sorry, uh, black people should be intermingling with white people, even when it's uh, Magic Johnson uh, talking to uh, D- Donald Sterling's um, half black, half white mistress, whatever. Uh, so. It it was really weird, but for me, it's like, yeah, he's a he's racist, and he's and he's demonstrating himself to be racist, but also like this is also dirty pool, and like that should not uh, just because you don't like him or what he said was terrible doesn't mean that like this person got uh, shitted on within the rules of of the quote unquote game, and 
And if you want to just say, never mind, and he should get punished regardless, okay, cool, that's how you feel. And I don't necessarily uh, blame you, and I don't necessarily disagree, but it's not like we didn't already know all this stuff, and it's just getting brought up again. Like, when the same thing with the Donald Sterling thing, when it came out of like, oh, yeah, remember all this, def- all this defamation suits for housing discrimination, and all the subjects he had to make, and all the stuff when he said that, like, black people, or he had like, people knocking, uh, coming and knocking on some of his rental uh, units, uh, acting like they're police, and marking off the ethnicity of people or whatever else like mm-hmm. that's real racism not him saying the intermingling thing like if you if you look at all the stuff that or you look through all the stuff and i haven't looked through all the stuff it's, it's abundant it's a lot of it but all a lot of stuff that he has said about different all the other people around the world that aren't cis white men or whatever else right like like it, it, it ain't it, just race like literally everybody got something like this man all the isms all like, of them right it's so like, this man's talking about there, you know, there there's a gray area when it comes to rape. Like this, <laughs> like he's on another level. Yeah, like he is just all around bad person. And if you want to say, oh, he's trolling, whatever else, I was just you figure out a better way to troll than that. And uh, and 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 I I would say that's pretty much where I will leave it on that part. But ultimately, like what he said was wrong. What he did was wrong. I don't really care about whether or not he believes that stuff or not because he said it and when you say it or you type it, like I don't really care. After that stuff, is like you said it. Like I don't really care about your heart or this other stuff and intent. Like what you typed out and put out into the world was fucking damaging and hurtful to a lot of people. So like, I don't really care about whether or not you actually are racist because you said racist stuff. So let's focus on that instead of getting onto this topic of absolving him of his potential possibility that he may or may not be racist or or sexist or whatever else. I don't care. Or homophobic, whatever. I don't care. So um, he said a bunch of shit, and his apology was a bit bullshit about, like, sorry for those that offended as opposed to, I'm sorry for the stuff I've said and I've grown and I've moved on and I'm looking into uh, trying to, you know, uh, try to correct some things that I've, uh, that I've, some, correct some of the wrongs I've, I've, I've put out there. He didn't do that. He did the, I'm sorry for those I've, I've offended. And like three that, weeks like, ago on Twitter, he logged on talking about what are you snowflakes triggered by today or something like to that extent. Talking about triggering. Yeah, people. yeah. And I mean, yeah, so it's like, I, I don't even want to get into the part because he also he's a wrestler and he's trying to work people the yeah. same way people are getting on Nia right now for, for calling uh, Becky a ratings tanker. But Oh yeah, I left that off the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like I don't know how much that stuff is real, how much that is not, and how much that is playing into what people what people think they know based off of the report reporting they've gotten from um, from wrestling sites or whatever else because you know WWE loves to do that. So, um, but ultimately, uh, I think it's a bad precedent they set by doing this. Like ultimately, what I'm what I'm ultimately saying is stop doing all the bullshit when trying to keep this guy because he says some race shit and you're sponsor piss just fire him move on with your fucking day find another Lars sullivan there's, like, there's a, a bunch of muscle bound motherfuckers out there that want to wrestle and he's not in look he's been wrestling for how long now he's he signed in wwe in 2013 right 14 2014 so he's been around for five years yeah he's not and look he's not a god-off worker like i saw like his match with with um that takeover against alistair black was good until the botch um, the match he had his, his last match on TV against Keith Lee was a good hoss battle, right? And he also, you know, five star, five stars, Lars. We've always joked about. Like he's not a stiff. He's just somebody that's green and needs more time. But my Ashman uh, is, you have literally uh fifty other guys that are you know uh, of similar size, whatever else that you sign from around the world to to get that spot. Just kick it down the road and start doing something else. Like it ain't the juice ain't worth the squeeze when it comes to Lars Sullivan. 
that's ultimately where I'm on that. So just fire and move on with your day. But you didn't decide to do this, and I find that to be even. I find that to be whacker than if you just fired him. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> go to hell, Lars. Um. <laughs> So uh, I wanted to do a small preview for Double or Nothing. Uh, quick thoughts on, on the card. So let me get that pulled up. If you can um, go ahead and uh, stall for me for just a moment here. <laughs> oh, you want me to stall for you? Okay. So I went to NXT, uh, both NXT house shows. Host of NXT, uh, then now forever, James Boyd. Oh, God, here you go. So I went to NXT house shows on um, one in Tampa on Thursday and yesterday on um, in, in St. Pete. And uh, that Thursday show was, you know, we always talk about, like, uh, the Largo Loop and the, you know, they sent out the C team NXT. This was absolutely the D team of NXT. Mm. Um, it, yeah, like, the main event was AC The lowers, and, if you will. Sorry? The lowers, lowers? the lowers, yeah. if you will. Yes, uh, the main event of that was was AC or sorry Albert Hardy Jr. the former ACH and Umberto versus Eichner and Bartel. Okay, and it was just a good match. It wasn't a great match. It wasn't really? a very good match. It was just a good match. Right? Surprising, right? Um, it, it was also like Caesar Bononi versus Killing and Dane. It was Vanessa Bourne versus uh, Jesse Alaban. Um. Trying to think what else is on that card. Uh, oh, that that three that was it. Uh, the team with the oh my god, Bugenhagen was on both shows. Wow. Bugenhagen won, Bugenhagen won a singles match on Thursday. That's how that's how bad you know this show. Was. <laughs> but or, or how low level the show was. Uh, and then the Thursday show, I'm sorry, the Friday show in St. Pete. Uh, it had the main event was Cash Ono versus Killian Dane in a, in a damn hoss match. It was, it was a very good match. Um, the the semi main was Bianca versus Mia, and looked look like probably like them setting up for or uh, or some version of the mat the rematch from uh, for the future. Um, like they're setting up for that. Uh, it, it, uh they did they did a but that was a really good match as well. And there was also um Umberto versus Trevor Lee, and that match was really good. Uh, so like Thursday show was a lot better. Yeah. Um. I do have the card pulled up. So, uh, as we mentioned, Adam Page versus Pac is no longer on the card. Adam Page will be getting a mystery opponent. I don't know who it could be. They do have a lot of guys signed that are not announced for this show. They could easily sub that person in. And oh, they also oh, have sorry, mystery sorry, I people. Make, well, before, you, before you get in, I'm sorry for, for waiting this long to get into it. The Thursday show had Hector Garza Jr. in a match versus, um, versus somebody. I can't remember his name. But Hector Garza Jr. is fucking hilarious. He came out there, he wrestled, and he's working heel like a comp, like a version, like uh, like he's vacillating between comedy and seriousness. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like he's working over this guy, and then like five minutes into the match, all of a sudden he, he rips off his pants because the chair weighs, and he has the trunks underneath. He works from there. Dude's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and he was getting catcalled by by um by some of our uh some of our Hispanic brothers and sisters, and I believe one of uh, one of our uh, brothers uh. Uh, and in Spanish was hitting on this, hitting on Hector Garza, and he incorporated that into the work. And by the point he got to the end of the match, he won the match. He uh, he gets out the ring and has um and has it was like a it was almost like a it's almost like a uh, a I, I can't explain it was like it was like a mother kissed him on the cheek, and then <laughs> he goes over and then he goes over 
after he gets kissed on the cheek by uh, the mother, he goes to the railing where the guy was uh, catcalling him and suck his, suck his cheek out to get kissed. And then like, and then he, and then he, uh, you know, he blocked that man. I was like, yo, this dude, this dude is, this dude's really good at his job. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, so yeah, I just wanted to give a special shout out to Hector Garcia because he, he, uh, he, he's one of those dudes that's very talented and then we'll see what they do with him uh, in the future. Cause the pipeline has, is, you know, backloaded with plenty of talented people, but you know, it all depends on, you know, Vince, you know, so we'll see. Yeah. So it's weird because the pipeline, it just keeps getting added to, but never like release. They don't release anything <laughs> from, from the other side. So it, there's no real place for the pipeline to go. But yeah, don't you think the stagnation is a part of the reason why like people have kind of like checked down WWE because like it's the same people every single time. And like the lifeblood of wrestling is that like new faces kind of often, like you're supposed to get like, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but like, you're supposed to like lose three to five it, years. Yeah, like you're supposed to lose a uh, a, a a Prince David that goes on to be uh, Finn Balor, so you can bring in an AJ an AJ Styles, so that you can lose AJ Styles and Nakamura, so you can like elevate uh, Kenny Omega. You know, like that's kind of how it's supposed to go. And then, like you know, as you know, as people tr- matriculate, like you move them up the ranks um, out of the cruiserweight division. Like you know, we already know. Like two, three years from now, like Shingo is going to be one of those going to be a top guy in, in New Japan. Like he already is a top guy in, in the cruiserweight division. But like the Ospreys and the Shingos and the Abushis, like and you know that neverweight kind of like class, like that's going to be like the future in th- you know two, three, four years. So like, there's always supposed to be a cycle of this, and you're going to be constant. There's always going to be you know, Tanahashi and Okada. You know, what I'm saying a Naito if his right. knees hold that sort of thing. But like. It's like the card is the, at the top of the card is supposed to be some bit of a turnover for new new matchups that sort of thing as opposed to like you know we have AJ versus Seth for the first time on the on the main roster but like you look at SmackDown they're about to do Charlotte Becky again <laughs> you know like so it's kind of like they don't let anybody go so therefore like those people still remain and they're gonna still be on top because those are top people like they don't like leave and come back like unless there's like a Jericho that will leave and come back occasionally because he's realized there was a glut at the top and like he doesn't want to burn burn out you know his welcome right but like, bro, is there a single match besides like somebody that has been in the roster less than two years is there a single match from any quote unquote WWE veteran uh, main roster veteran that you want to see with Randy Orton anymore because I can't think of a single one a single one. Let's see. So maybe Joe. Cause we ain't seen that yet. Maybe. Mm. No. Like, See what I'm, I'm saying? ready for like, to, he, to, to let he, it go. Because he's wrestled everyone and he's still around and he's the, in... the only guys I want to see Orton fighters like Ricochet or Almas or all the new right. guys. Exactly. That's my point. Because everybody has wrestled everybody because it's five hours of television. And the roster never turns, at least, or at least now. Before you know, they would they would skim like the bottom, but like even the top, even like the mid carters and up would just stay around forever. And that exactly a healthy thing for your product to be like you you know that like okay, we're, I want something shake it up and exciting. Is like how many times are you gonna shake up and excite like the same six guys? Yeah. So, as I mentioned, uh, Paige, he could probably be getting either a surprise person that has not been revealed yet. I am not predicting John Moxley, by the way. 
there. Oh my god. Well, oh, well you know, maybe maybe Moxley, maybe maybe they'll have uh, Adam Cole or Adam uh, Adam Page go over on Moxley. Who knows? Never know. But um, <laughs> Moxley is my pick to win the Battle Royal, though. I, okay. I, I think he will be uh, picking number twenty-one uh, okay. and coming in. So let's say that he is actually, in fact, at double or nothing, right? Do you think that if he is that they've already that he's already agreed to terms with them, or do you think they're still negotiating? So since a, it's a week away, he put out that video. They have to ha- be negotiating with him by this point. Okay. I don't. I don't know if the deal is sealed though. But for me, and I would think the uh, the the appeal behind this because it is on the pre-show that they're having this battle royal, so they did throw stakes on it. If you have Dean Ambrose do that, show up there, right? This is your first show. Holy shit! Like on the pre-show, Dean Ambrose showed up. Like what the fuck? Like, <laughs> and, and he won, and he's the he's the number one contender for the title. Okay, this is crazy, and it's gonna be on Facebook, YouTube, all this, all the services essentially. So for free, so everyone right. that's complaining about that fifty dollars, you know, can see it. So uh, I I wouldn't be opposed to that idea. Uh, we got Cody and Dustin in their long-awaited match. Apparently, Cody has dropped a video tonight that I have not seen. Uh, that is. A, essentially another chapter for uh, the, the build with his match with his brother. Looking forward to see what's going on there. What do you think is going to happen here, James? I think that Cody is going to retire his brother and we will, and we'll move on from there. And I think that uh, I'm not really sure yet. Like I, I almost feel like they're they're working. They're trying to use personality as opposed to a clear babyface heel dynamic. I think most people will be cheering for for Cody because of this audience. Um, but um, I think there'll be st- I think I think there'll be stuff there for for people that want to cheer for for uh, for Dustin to be able to do so. Um, but I'm not sure. Like I don't know. I don't know how the match would go. Like if I heard. I don't know if it's going to be the if he just beats the hell out of him and, and t- leaves him leaves him for dead, or if it's going to be a situation where it's like, uh, you know, I love you, you know, right? Like this, like the or whatever. What did, what is how did Deshaun say to I'm the, sorry. the player? I'm sorry, I love you. Yeah, I'm sorry, I love you. So maybe maybe that's what it is, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, um, I'm actually interested in that match because because of the two promos they both cut, um, they both put out there, um, a few weeks ago. But um, I haven't really been following behind it that close like i'm not you know i'm not into the AEW thing like as far in and hyped up about the AEW thing as you are so far but i'm, I'm interested to see the shows. but i'm just not like um i'm not 100 percent sold yet i have to see the shows first that's kind of where i am on it then um up next we got uh christopher daniels and frank zarian scorpio sky seu against uh shima t-hawk and lindemann who i hear are incredible the chinese acrobats You've seen the gifts, James. Uh, this should be crazy, <laughs> and this yeah. could be the opener. Yeah, um, I'm excited to see uh, these new guys. You know, because in theory, the thought is that they're the thought is they're supposed to be like the new era of the cruiserweights, for, or kind of what the cruiserweights were for WCW. So, um, I'm excited to see them. Uh, I've heard good things about uh, how excited they are. Like, I'm trying to. Uh, one thing I'm trying to. One thing I'm. I'm really interested in is how they create a space for. Um, this is for the suspension of disbelief for American audience, American hardcore audiences between, um, you know, 
a lot of like the lucha stuff and i'm guessing also what uh owe does and also like when you also have someone like cody that will go out there and do like the nwa match from all in like i'm trying to figure out like in my headspace how they're going to make that work or educate their fan base and like all of these different styles and all different um, rules of, or styles for ring psychology and make them all work so where people aren't just like, I don't think, nah, I can't, I can't buy that, but I'll buy this and then make it all work. I mean, and, I like, don't think they have seen, to. We've seen, no, well, my point is like, we've seen people make this work before because obviously we've seen, you know, the cruiserweights and WCW, and we've seen all that all work at that, at that point in time in our lifetimes. But I think, when if if you uh i'm talking about more for the casual fans or the the people that are you know the people that are trying to gain um the new fan base are trying to grow like i think that's important for them to try to figure that out for for the sake of them gotcha i was gonna say because i think everyone (laughs) that that already watches AEW or will like is already kind of you know ready for it they already know how to to take this shit but oh okay we know how to turn our brains off from like what's supposed to be the celebrity funny match to your joshi classic to your old school nwa match to your fucking death match damn near to your lucha match to your main event style match yeah we can all do that because we've seen it but like um we always talk about how homogenous wwe is and um or the main roster is and there's a reason for that is because they want it to be to where you can buy all the stuff psych, uh, psycho- psychologically. Um, and like for something new that has all that variety, you're going to have to, you're going to have to like sit through some of these matches for, for new, uh, for a new fan base to kind of get educated on the fact that like all these different styles work differently. And this is how they kind of work. And you kind of have to see them and like, kind of have it like marinating your brain for it to work for you for, so, uh, for a new fan. So like, that's, that's a struggle that you're going to have to, have if you're planning on growing this business to outside of your hardcore fan base so we've got um uh, women's three-way daughter Britt baker nyla rose and kylie ray gonna be a good match um will it be as good as the four-way that they had at all in um it has a possibility to um but I, I I am optimistic about the, about that match being good, especially after watching the Britt Baker and Tessa matches Shimmer. And I think Nyla Rose is going to have a star making performance because because she because she's good, very very fucking good. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and people are going to just like, and I I feel like a lot of people haven't seen a wrestle deal, seen the gifts, and like, oh, I see what she's capable of athletically. But I think it's going to be a whole different thing when you see it in HD when it's coming at you <laughs> when she's jumping up on the ropes like. And flipping and all that, I think it's going to be a whole nother ball game with her. And I can't wait to share for Kylie Gray. So, um, we got some new matches announced this week. Uh, of course, oh, how did I forget? Um, <laughs> the Young Bucks against Pentagon and Phoenix <laughs> for the AAA Tag Team Championships. So, where are you? Okay, so let's assume they're going to get the time they need to do the, do the match that we all think they're going to give us. What? Where do you set the over-under for star rating? Four and a half. I agree. Um, and then in your main event, you got Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. Jericho has un- unleashed a new move, which is fucking hilarious. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, he's calling it the Judas Effect. And he was working out in Dave Bautista's MMA gym. And he's they've got his MMA trainer and all that. And he's put on Instagram. And he is doing a spinning back elbow now. As a finish, I was like, "This motherfucker Jericho's a genius." This man came up with a finish to where he doesn't have to take a bump. Like, 
because of getting old. Like, <laughs> like, bro, when I saw that shit, I, but you, you have to see an Instagram video because Jericho's dead ass serious. He's talking about how dangerous it is. Uh, the MMA trainers talking about how they don't even teach this move anymore in martial arts. It's nuts. Like, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see if he can hit uh, Kenny with the Judas effect. Uh, I'm expecting Jericho to win here and and take a uh, you know a victory into uh, Dominion. Yeah, um, yeah, I that's what I expect too. Honestly, um, especially if you want to the feud to continue down the line to where you do a third match or rubber band, rubber match, whatever you want to call it, uh, <clears throat> at a later date. Yeah, I think I think that's the appropriate place to do it is um is in the future you have those two fight for the top title eventually and then you you know you make a omega or you know jericho your champion probably omega but yeah i, I definitely agree um jericho has to get his w and then take that take that momentum you know quote unquote that momentum all the way to uh all the way to japan for dominion and then you know and then shot the world for the IWGP Championship, do you know how furious people would be if if he beat Okada for the, for the fucking title? Do you understand? Look, like you be like, wait a second. You mean to tell me? You you mean to tell me? There's gonna that, be like, one world title and two promotions. That would be hilarious. That would never look. That would be a cool way to like uh, announce so it. Like, yeah, we're we're going to announce a partnership. Yeah, it'd be like, yeah, we're gonna do AEW versus New Japan or what, or you know, and have. You know, it's swap town. That'd be a cool way to announce it, but uh, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would not do that. That's something for the fire pro. Go go to somebody's promotion and, and leave with their belt. Like that's <laughs> that's literally fire pro. But um, added this week, uh, and I think that match is going to be great. I I think Kenny is itching to wrestle, and it's been since January, so. The physically demanding matches that he wrestles, he's healed up and 100 percent ready to go. And Jericho looks like he's been training his ass off in the gym, so I have no doubts. I've seen it once, so it can only be great again. Um, yeah, um, I'm still concerned the fact that there's no, um, you know, there's no Jericho rules, but you know, we'll see. Then we got a uh, couple, couple more matches. We got uh, Best Friends against Jack Evans and Angelico, and those guys were assigned as a tag team. Uh, I believe they competed in Lucha Underground. I have not seen these guys work before, but everyone was excited that I talked to about them. Apparently, they do a bunch of, like, flips and shit, so um, that's all I need for tag teams. Like, you know, <laughs> and it's good. Like, I like the addition to the card because if the Bucks and Pentagon and Phoenix were uh, the only tag team match that was on here, it wouldn't really feel like much of a division, and they're going to have this, you know, focus, they say. So, um, really interested there. And then the Joshi match. Um, we've got Aja Kong, uh, Yuka Sakazaki, and Emi Sakura against Hikaru Shida, Ryo, and Ryo Mizunami. Woo! Apparently, this was put together by Kenny to showcase the Japanese women, and... This is actually what they're saying is going to be AEW's version of the cruiserweights, the Joshi's. Um, it could be. I mean, there's so much Joshi talent out there around the world, and you know, you look at Yuka and you look at um Asia, who are both, uh, or at least Asia, she freelances in um in in Tokyo, uh, Joshi Pro, um, and Yuka works at jo- Tokyo Joshi Pro, and. Like there's a bunch of other talent that are even better than uh, Yuka that are, that are um, in in, uh, in 
in Tokyo Joshi Pro, like um, me, like me and Yamashita, who you know I've raved about as far as being the queen, one of the queens of kicking. Uh, <laughs> and then there's also uh, like Maki uh, Ito or Ito, I can't remember the name, right? And then there's also you. So like, yeah, they, there's plenty of talent left around the world. And then you throw in, um, <clears throat> and then you throw in like Hikaru Shida, who you know freelancer mostly works Oz, um, Oz Academy. So yeah, like. I saw a match uh, from I think late last year between Hikaru um, Shida. I think I sent it to you in, in Asia Kong, and it is every single solitary. It's like every single Vader Sting, Vader Flare, like monster fighting against a baby face who's fighting for their life. Um, and it's an incredible match. It's probably like four and a quarter, four and a half, and. Um, like that is what I will now be describing. And we've described uh, other situations when it's um, some of our brothers from the uh, from Eastern Europe and the NBA, when they have beef that like from a Euro league or whatever else hmm. that is now brought to the forefront of the NBA. And you find out they're like, Oh yeah, these people have beef. Like we call that old country beef. Well, um, Carl Sheeta versus Asia Kong is old country beef. So I can't wait to see them like go at it again. Like, Cause look like, Asia Kong was beating the piss out of uh, Carl Sheeta until all of a sudden she pulled out that kendo stick and started wailing on Asia. So like, I can't wait to see. And also, like, Carl Sheeta brings the brings the uh, bring, hey. she brings the stick everywhere she goes. So yeah. like, it, it will be used, I'm sure. So she's gonna crack somebody's uh, skull in, and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how that works out. Very interested to see how double or nothing goes. Last uh, thing I wanted to get to today um, was our champions in WWE. And when I say our champions, I'm talking about three people. I'm talking about Seth, we're talking about Becky, and Kofi. Since you Russell- sure you don't want to talk about the Iconics? Fuck no. <laughs> Why will we do that? We will talk about them on Sidelined, which will be available for the Patreon subscribers for $1. So give us the buck, and you will hear me rip on the Iconics for, for $1. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So, like... Who do you think is like kind of like in the had the best like run uh, leading up to the their matches here uh, this weekend? I mean, you have to say Kofi, right? Easily, yeah. Um, like he's a, he's a, he he fights. He beats people in the middle of the ring with his move. His matches have been re- have been really good, or he has the best set of matches amongst any of the three. Like Seth, like Seth is out here doing pretty much nothing. Um and it's really a shame because like, like Seth the versus AJ. Not even, sorry, like the universal title is like all right. We were waiting for it to be on somebody so they could like do something with it, and it really it, hasn't been a central part of Raw. Right, like he had the match. Um, with he had the champion versus champion match. He got Smalls Dolph, and he had the uh the tag match with Kofi versus the Bar, and then like we really kind of haven't seen him do much. Oh, he also had that the, the thing that stupid thing with uh where with, he got pinned. With, yeah, where he got pinned because AJ may or may not have hit him on purpose. And it's like, why do y'all do this to every AJ Styles uh, babyface feud now? Like, it's like they did the one with they did the one babyface feud with him and Roman, and then like decided if we ever do babyface feud with AJ in the future, it will always be about like passive aggressive bullshit that no one really cares about. <laughs> like, it's just I don't know. It's really it's 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 annoying. But but yeah, like I think they, I think that, I think because like the feud that build has been so like lackluster. That, like the crowd might not care when they wrestle, and then it'll be like another it'll be another like indictment of of like Seth slash 
or it'll be another discussion people have, but like, why do people zone on these Seth matches or whatever else? And then like, you notice that like, the last two big AJ matches, like between the Royal Rumble with, with Brian after like that feud had already been done with, and they decided to run that back another time. And then this one's like, oh, so now like these are two of the four biggest guys in the company, and like they have big matches that people just don't even care anymore. And it's like, well, if you you gotta get concerned for the for the for like the the well being of the company when like two of your four top guys have have matches with you know Just and it's like people kind of like tune the, tune them out. Yeah, and I'm interested in the match, um, but yeah, I I have not been impressed by by Seth at all, really, except you know from odd like promos that he's cut like every so often. But I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah, um, we'll see. But like Becky, I mean, I think the intrigue for Becky at this point now. I mean, obviously we all know that like Charlotte versus Becky is going to be good. But like the real intrigue is like, can can Lacey Evans not like spit up on her bib? <laughs> you know, like can she not crap the bed? And then after that, it's like, all right, so like which belt or which like, you know, which belt will Becky be losing and how will she be losing it? Will it be a cash in? Will it be, you know, Lacey wins a match? Will it be Charlotte wins a match? Will it be, you know, that sort of thing. So um, and also like where would that take her to as far as will she be on Raw? Will she be on SmackDown? Then you throw in like the fact that like. She seems to be SmackDown talent, but then you look at the fact that she's now she's in a public relationship with Seth now. So like, how will they handle that? So you know, it's 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 that part. It's a wild card it, rule, James. It, God damn it! They got a way to handle everything. Anyway, like. The intrigue around the Becky match is more or less like which belt is more or less like which belt or or will she lose all the belts as opposed to like will the matches be good? Mm. Or do you want to actually see the matches? Like I want to out like I'll I'll take you know Charlotte versus Becky, um, almost anytime I get it because those are going to be amongst the best matches of the year on the main roster for the women. But um, at the same time, you've done that to death over the last seven Amen. months. I I no longer care about Charlotte versus Becky. Does Charlotte feel like she got anything out of being in the WrestleMania main event right now? Oh, it's like, do they have a chance in hell at main eventing this show? No, that no. is a and, stunning. Um, and, uh, that is yeah, a they, stunning indictment of-, of everything that I've been saying that. They picked them for that shit. And it was like clear that Kofi and Daniel Bryan, by the time the day came, should have been on last and been the main event. Well, the thing is, uh, it wouldn't have, it, it would have worked if they not decided to add Charlotte to the match and die and cut the thing with the fucking bacon soda. Like they, they screwed up their own match. Like they had, they had a main event match set up there and, and right there for them. And they decided to go out there and do a bunch of. I don't even know if like I don't even know if adding Charlotte to the thing is what killed it. It's like the fact that the storytelling in the nine, the ten weeks from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania was so shitty that it's like why should I possibly give a fuck? It's like the same thing we're talking about when it comes to Seth and AJ. It's like your build was so shitty. Like it's cool that it's a match I want to see, but like I don't really care because the story sucks, or the story isn't there, or the story or you lost a part of your story. So why should I care? Like. You jumped the shark on your thing. So, like, have a match. Hope the match is good. But, like, the interest level for it, it ain't there because you told a bad, you told an uninteresting story. Yeah. And 
I'm, I'm ready for it to be over. These two need to go their several ways. There are a million more people. Both of them can wrestle. Um, and I think they need to push them both harder. I agree. And and quit fucking around with it. But anyway, um, <laughs> on a much happier note, uh, that's going to wrap the show up. Uh, <laughs> so uh, make sure that you guys are rating and reviewing us on iTunes, anywhere you're you're consuming this show. Check out the rest of the shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Of course, Sundays here, One Nation Radio. Um, Tuesdays, we got Keeping It Strong Style. Wednesdays, we got the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Every other Wednesday, we've got Grown Men Watch This Shit. Thursday, Friday, not sure when he gets it out, but NXT Then Now Forever with James and a rotating co-host. And our boy Floyd, uh, and every other Saturday, Amy Euler will be joining him on All Things Elite. So I believe she was on this week. I'll be checking that out shortly. But um, we are also going to go ahead and record Sideline. If you'd like to hear the Sideline for Money in the Bank, uh, check out the One Nation Radio Patreon, patreon.com slash One Nation Radio. Plunk your buck down and then hear these jokes. And... um, Make sure uh, you check out powerslam.tv. And I'm going to see if anybody notices this. There are now 5,000 hours on powerslam.tv. Use code social suplex. So, um, and also, buy the merch. Wh- what the hell are y'all thinking? <coughs> but anything you want to add before we get up out of here? Nothing. I just want to say that I heard your little jab about my release date for NXT. They're not forever. Like, look, bro, there are time zones and stuff, and other people that have to do the show. So I, I so I see what you're doing, but like, it's fair enough because that's what we do with uh, strong, uh, keeping a strong style. So I, so I get it. I get it. But I, but I don't, don't, don't think I didn't catch your little jokey jokes. Hell, I might put this out tonight. You know, never know, just, just to play with it. But wow. anyway, that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, we'll holler at y'all. Oh, wait. Do you want me to talk about Kabuki Warriors? Oh, my God. Yes. I have not. James, how did I free, almost forget this? So, this man did not do the Tuesday show with me in protest. The floor is yours, sir. It wasn't protest. It was more or less just like... And remember, I actually liked Raw for the most part because they had like four... Like, their last four matches were pretty damn good. Um, but... I, I heard Book of Warriors like, dude, I'm not, I don't have time for this racist ass company. <laughs> I just don't. Not today. Like, I'm, I'm, I just can't put up with it. And then, like, uh, there's word about Oscar one was pushing to be called the Kabuki Girls. And then, like, it's like, but that makes no sense, Oscar, because, but look, I. <sighs> Y'all are women, and Kabuki was not was like men dressing up as women and doing these things. And it's like, and then you throw in like all the stereotypical stuff of what Kabuki means to the wrestling, the American wrestling cup, uh, world historically is like, I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, so for me, it's just like, y'all could, there's a million other names they could have came up with over time. They, they didn't need a name right now because they're not doing anything with them right now. They're just beating, you know, Jabron. So it's like, they could have waited and came up with another name after that. And then it, it's just, you know, we'll see if they even keep the name because there's a video game that, you know, that's called the Kabuki Warriors. So we'll see where they end up with it. Shout out to Bernard. Just... Well, I knew about that before then, but then he said it to me today. I was like, great. Like, I kind of blocked that in my mind. Just like, <laughs> you know, I just... 
like these women should not be in a tag team. These should be women that should be getting built up as credible contenders to fight or credible contenders to fight like Charlotte and Becky in the future, as opposed to they're in a tag team in a in a division that is three deep. That is led by the iconics. My you know what I'm saying? Like, but my question is, who's the fourth tag team? Name me a fourth tag team in the women's division right now. There is none. Okay, then. So, like, what what is this? And if you want to say, well, you know, they laid the groundwork for, for NXT or whatever else, it's like, okay, uh, that I guess the fourth team would be uh, uh, the, less fight and less play. Yeah, less fight and less play between uh, Duke and Shafir's. Okay, so... And Vanessa Bourne uh, and Aaliyah. Oh, so five. We have a five-team division. That That's outstanding. And also, like... They only have one that's actually good. Like we have what we have one good tag team, one mediocre tag team, and three bad tag teams. That's the division. And one of the bad tag teams is are the champions. Outstanding work. You you guys deserve trophies for your fucking uh, incompetence. Like you you mean to tell me that they couldn't have they like what are they doing with Bailey right now? Nothing. Oh, okay. Sasha's home because you decided to do do this. Like you could have made use of the division. Like. All of this stuff, like either do it or don't. Like, don't make the division and kill it within months. Like, that does nothing for your morale of your people. Like, you move these people around in different areas and that people do all this other shit to ultimately like lead to fucking nothing when you did that. And we are now what four weeks away from, or four four weeks past WrestleMania, or more than four weeks past WrestleMania. We are yeah. now uh, like six weeks past WrestleMania. Man, WrestleMania right? feels like ages ago at this point. Yeah, and. And it's because of everything that's gone on. The wild card rule, the superstar shakeup just falling flat and failing horribly. Yeah, and the call-ups or whatever. It's like, why did Kyrie get brought up? Why? What's she doing? Anything important? No? She's just another person, like, taking spot? Okay, cool. Great. Kabuki Warriors. And, like, my whole thing is, like, if you want to do something interesting, all right, like, have Paige and Oscar turn on Kyrie immediately right now this very second and have Oscar with a mouthpiece. And then you can finally say that she, you know, she gives some credibility because apparently now you have somebody who can speak English. So then, like, people will care even though, like, Oscar, Oscar doesn't – Oscar cut these promos in, in Japanese that are more important than anything Baron Corbin's ever fucking said. And it's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, like, no one gives a shit about that shit, Vince. That's only you. Yeah, like every other every every other every other promotion around the world that is successful has foreigners that don't speak um whatever language that the company is in domestically, and they are and they figure out how to get these people over and make it work for them. Like you can do the same exact thing. Like you can't tell me that you have fucking Kane run around the top, uh, as a top mid card slash a monster, a main event monster for all those years while doing very little talking at all, and then come back on the other end and then say. Oh, yeah, like, Andrade, you're the best worker in the company right now, probably, but we need you to speak English to make it work for you. <laughs> Fuck out of here. That's ridiculous. Yeah, man. Like, Oscar, you're one of the three best workers, uh, female workers this company's ever had, but we need you to speak English in order to actually give you a sustained push that goes more than four weeks. Even with the belt. Yeah. I mean, remember, she won that belt, and she was off TV for two straight weeks. And then they gave her video package the third week. And then, like, and then she finally showed up for one week. And then she was off TV the next week after that. And then she lost the belt after doing absolutely nothing uh, as champion to Charlotte. 
Is is Becky is, is are they going to do Oscar versus Becky? Um, and, no. and and have it be a, a based around the fact that like uh, the only person that's beaten Becky since uh, Survivor Series clean is Oscar. No, they're not doing that <clears throat> because she's in a fucking tag team now. Do in a in a in a, in a dead and she's in a dead tag team division. Boy. It's the, it's the same thing we talk about. Like, why they do this stuff? Is it ever going to pay off? No. Like, did uh, is, is Becky ever going to put uh, this man in an arm bar for all the shit she put all the hoops that uh, he made her run through? No, uh, because the big dog punched him out. Yep. Braun Strowman, are you ever going to do any more than to turn over that car because your Royal Rumble uh, title shot got taken away? Are you ever going to get your title shot back? And that was promised to you by Seven McMahon under threat that you were going to tear down the entire building and the show and the production drug and all that? No, because the big dog punched him out. <laughs> and I'm not and I, I'm not even saying that's a knock against uh, Roman because like that is a top storyline. Even though like he's a top guy, why the fuck are you having him do this lame ass feud against Shane McMahon and the last for Christ's sake? But it always comes back to they do all this stuff. And then they swerve you, and then the whole idea, and give you get heat, and the whole idea is heat is meant to be meant for a payoff, and these people never get their payoffs, or they never even get a closing on that storyline. We still don't, we still don't know why Vince is fucking with, uh, uh, we still don't have explicit reads for why Vince was fucking with Kofi all that time in the build of WrestleMania. Yeah, they completely, they completely moved on past that. Yeah, boy, Vince didn't even say, you know what. You know what, uh, Kofi? You you, tr- you proved me wrong at WrestleMania. You actually are championship material. Blah 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 blah. Even though I said all these obstacles in the way to keep him getting your own title shot and you winning your first shot, you made me look really bad. Just moved on past. Like just shake That's- his hand or something. Like yeah, like you can't just you do not get rewarded for watching the product. You just don't for watching it and like oh yeah, I was paying attention here. Oh okay, just doing shit. Okay. Usos ver- Usos are Usos have been bullying. The fucking revival, and then on the tape on the pay per view, it is the Usos versus Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Now, if the revival come out and they interfere in the match, then it will add, lead to something. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I meant Rowan. Sorry. Yep, I got you. Um, yeah, man, double or nothing. May twenty fifth. Be there. Um. <laughs> And, and the whole thing, all that started with Kabuki, but it's just like uh, they have—they are in such a bad state with me as far as my trust for them to be able to tell a story or trust it. Like this will actually—they uh, actually have care for people. That when you give them a, somebody a whack name, it makes you believe like, oh, so you—they're already dead on arrival, <laughs> right? They're already dead. They're already dead. Like because you don't even have care with your top fucking people or storylines or plots that lead to future uh, set um, uh, future programs, whatever. So why should I believe that like you're bringing in um, Oscar, who you fucked with for uh, now a year and a half, a whole year and a half with now, that like makes me believe that like I'm going to trust you to you know do anything with her now that you moved her off and then you put her with this new girl that is a pirate, <laughs> you know like now they're kabuki. No, they're, they're, they're no, they're done. They're already t- sticking fork in them. Like Kyrie saying is dead on arrival. Like she, her first night she was already dead. Unbelievable. I'm sorry. Her, th- her third weekend, she's already dead. She she might be the best female worker you have. Doesn't matter. She's already already dead. And look, you can prove me wrong, but like, look at the track record they have over the last two years. And you tell me what's more likely to be the case. 
Look at the adjective. <laughs> anyway, that's gonna wrap it up. Wow, at y'all. Kabuki. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.